Be kind. Rewind. This is Dope Nostalgia. Cheers, y'all. Thanks Cheers. for being here. You know what? This was just an excuse to get us all together. Really? Well, you know. You know. It's, we're back to not leaving the house. <laughs> <laughs> is everyone back to work now? Well, James has technically never left work, but... Uh, yeah, I've been, been for a long time. Yeah, long I've been. Time? I actually like this whole broadcasting from home thing. Other than not being in the studio, I kind of, and not getting out of this room. But I literally, I can get up like almost an hour later. I still go through the same routine: have a shower, have my breakfast, have my coffee, mm-hmm. and then I just come in here, turn on the tie line kit, jump on my computer. I'm already doing prep by four minutes to five. And I get up at four. I booked my uh, San Francisco trip. I booked the the tick the airline ticket yesterday. Round trip is only three. I even put some insurance on there. It's only three eighty. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, three eighty American though. Canadian. Oh wow! No West shit. Jet. When are you going? Uh, May 29th to June fourth. Was What's that the there? Is that the Bon Jovi thing? New oh, kids. the new kids. I'm going to two shows. San Jose and Sacramento. And I may as well check out Alcatraz and The Wharf. And I'm going to check out the Full House House. And, <laughs> and say rest in peace, Danny Tanner. Yeah, say my goodbyes to Danny Tanner. Going down there. Yeah. Everywhere you look. Can I actually started binging eh? that show. I just started binging it this week. The original or the Fuller House? The original. The original. I, I loved the original. Cut Ryan. it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Quinn does a, for this podcast, Quinn, at the end, he does this, fast as fast can be, never catch me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Full House was a classic in most North American households. I mean, I was getting a little bit older. My sister was like crazy about it. Yeah, I liked it. I watched it. I just didn't really love it as much as she did. I, liked I still it. found it. I still found it cheesy. <laughs> oh yeah, it's cheesy. No, as hell, but that, but I liked it. it was like half the reason why I liked it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if those Olsen twins are going to make any statements, or if they're too stuck up their own asses. Oh man, John Stamos's like post like was so sad. Mm-hmm. And the same with uh, DJ. Uh, what's her name? Candace, um, Candace Cameron, Cameron Beret, Beret, yeah, yeah. Another, I didn't see and what Sweet had, had a had a nice one too. Yeah. yeah. No, I I just keep hearing about how amazing he was. Like, what a great guy he was. And the thing is, so many people didn't even know how raunchy he was as a comic. He was awesome. He, he was. I've I've heard of some of his stand up, and it was not so wholesome. <laughs> no. But, but the thing is, though, is when you work on a show for as long as they did, like that. Like the twins, they went from, you know, being like what eight months old to, you know. Yeah, I heard some stuff that after they got off that show, and they ne- they never really wanted to do much acting after that. I think Mary Kate did a movie, like when she was a little older, like an actual like not like not one of the Olsen twin movies. Mm-hmm. But like they, they really weren't wanting to do much acting after that. They got all into like the fashion stuff and, you know, started looking kind of alien like. 
If you want to be shocked, look up Bob Saget, the aristocrats. Yep. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's the one. If you want to see Bob Saget doing his thing. Yeah. I, I saw that and I was like, that's not the Danny Tanner I know. <laughs> no, it sure isn't. What happened to Danny? It was his take on an old joke, right? And then he got like a bunch of other comedians in on it, and everyone was taking their turn telling their version of the joke. Yeah, the movie is the movie is good. I've had the movie for years, and Gilbert Gottfried does a really good one too. But Bob mm. Saget's one of the definitive versions of that joke. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I wish I had gotten to see his stand up live, but yeah. Because there are some comics who, even from around town here, who who got to work or open for him, who said how an amazing dude he was, yeah. making you feel special. Well, even <clears throat> like one of his last tweets, he, he was doing a shout out to where he had done his last show, and that he was like, "I love this place. Everybody was so welcoming, and you know, he seemed really grateful." Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you and you could tell like he was talking about the future. He was talking about like the shows coming up and everything. I think this was a sudden thing. I don't think it was I think have he might have had a heart how? attack. Yeah, like something sudden. They probably, like probably have to wait on autopsy, but yeah. I don't think he was doing drugs, but who knows? But also well, he used to do a lot of blow. Used to, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd heard that. But could have been just a heart attack. I mean, he was 65, you know. True. Could be anything. Like That's Betty, so weird to think Danny Tanner doing blow. Like like Betty <laughs> Betty White had Betty White had a stroke six days before she died. Really? I didn't hear that. No, yeah, I didn't yeah, it was either six days or a week before she actually died. Hmm. Well, I never knew that. I saw it. I saw it this morning. We didn't talk about it because there's been a lot of death lately. Hmm. On a brighter note, <laughs> welcome to the second anniversary of this podcast. Who'd have thought looks like we made it, dude? Cool. Looks but- like we made it. <laughs> that two years, January 28th was the first Dope Nostalgia. And you guys uh, helped me ce- celebrate the year, first year anniversary. And you guys have always been here for me being on the show and such. So I wanted you all to be here with me again as a good Aww. excuse for us to, to party and drink together like the friends we are. <laughs> yeah, Colin's on a weekday. We do. Colin's refreshing water. Yeah, oh, I've got geez. some raspberry complimentary fizz here going on. Mm-hmm. Compliments. Yeah. That's the good old some safe Compliments. Yes, the red sorry. wine. That's right. It's one yeah. of our favorites, Naomi. It is. Apothic red. I do enjoy mm-hmm. apothic red. It's and, cheap and good. And I have the lucky. <laughs> and lucky. Also, yeah. also cheap and good. <laughs> I'm also eating an apple, which is something you shouldn't do on a podcast, but that's what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. I'll just be editing all, all your crunches. No problem. Oh, is there crunches? Oh, I thought I was masking I'm just totally part. bugging you. <laughs> I'm trying to make you feel guilty for, for yeah. eating and enjoying an apple. You can't make me feel more guilty how, than I feel myself. I grew up Catholic. I'm fucking immune to that how, shit. How can, you, how, can, how can you make him feel guilty? He could kick somebody in the face and not feel guilty. <laughs> Jimmy, you don't know me. I'm a pussy. Ouch. You almost that's kicked more, me that's in the more, face. That's more your style, James. Oh, yeah. Sorry, my bad. I've been talking about the wrong person. <laughs> I've seen James get down and fight. Well. Yeah? Not, well, like kind that. of. I've seen him pick up people. 
and and talk. Well, you've never seen you've never seen me do a, in a real he, fight. He, he picked me no. up when we were drunk the one time. Yeah, I, I was scared I, I was going to crush him. <laughs> I remember. I just one want time. you to edit that piece of tape. Jimmy picked me up when I was drunk and just like leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, all the controversy. That's right. Uh, there's a couple things I want to say before we talk about the second birthday. One of the th- things is um, our Patreon has grown a little bit this year and all the Patreon supporters have helped keep the show going because it helps pay for the bills. So I wanted to just acknowledge a few of our Patreons that have joined in the last little bit. Um, I always want to acknowledge Crystal, Crystal Hicks, because she's been like one of the biggest Patreon supporters we've had right from the beginning. So Crystal is a friend of all of ours and we love you, Crystal. Crystal is a gem. Yes, the best. She gets a free strip dance the next time we're allowed to be in public together. (laughs) Part of our Patreon package is a free strip dance from Jimmy. If you are a subscriber, well, why didn't you say so? (laughs) You might get a free ticket to the Glory Hole tour, right? Well, you know, or at least a free sandwich if you join the tour. We'll give you a juice box. I don't know if I want a sandwich on that tour. I don't know if I want a sandwich when I'm visiting that sort of establishment. You also, you have the choice of a sandwich or a juice box. Okay. Juice box. I'll take that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. It's like, cause you get dehydrated with that sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs) We had some new Patreons join this January, which was really exciting. So I wanted to give them some shout outs to Chrissy Honeycutt. Tracy Bird and Nerdy Kitten are all three new Patreon subscribers. So I want to thank Tracy you guys Bird. so much. Tracy Bird's a big country star. Ooh. She knows. She knows. Yeah. <laughs> She's one of my pals down in the States. I'm going to be seeing this summer. So it's really cool of you guys to, to uh, help support the show. Thank you so much. And for all of those who are, who are interested, you can start pledging as little as $1 a month to help keep the show rolling. So that's at patreon.com forward slash nostalgia. Check it out. There's a couple of things I wanted to mention about things I've learned over the last two years doing this show. And one of them is a big one that I have to stick to. Do not announce any upcoming interviews until the interview is completed. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a couple of times where I had a guest lined up and then for unforeseen circumstances, the interview couldn't go through or the interview had to be postponed for, you know, whatever reasons. And it's natural and it's great. It's fine. It's totally, totally fine. But I jumped the gun a couple of times this year. Oh yeah. Where I announced something coming up and then I was like, Oh crap, let's take that back. Well, let's shame those people. Let's shame them. Who are we talking about? Let's no, shame them. Cause they're still going to be on the show. No, they're not. Let's shame them. <laughs> shame no, on I... you, Colin, for thinking that way. Be positive. <laughs> the shame always... got reversed Colin... on you. <laughs> Colin always wants the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> he wants the deeds. Uh, absolutely. We must let's expose. Let's get down to the facts, man. Come on. Let's talk let's about talk, Vince Neal. Yeah, let's talk about Vince Neal. <laughs> <laughs> when is he delivering his child? Look at that belly on that guy. Holy shit. <laughs> it's firm, isn't it? It it's looks firm. pretty firm. It's 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 uh, it's a pregnancy belly. It's not <sighs> a, 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 a dad belly. It's not a middle age, eat too many hamburgers belly. It's a pregnancy belly. And it's fucking, he's a front man of Motley Crue. <laughs> I'm not body shaming. Well, no, I am body shaming. But like, you're the front man of Motley Crue. You're supposed to look mm-hmm. better than that. 
I'm isn't more concerned he like about his... Isn't he yeah. like 108? Yeah, well, no, no. He's probably 10 years older than me. He's probably like... So, yeah, 108. <laughs> Come on. I'm not that old. Hey, if you are, you look pretty damn good for that old. Yeah, no, if, if I'm good 98 job, years old, I look pretty awesome. We're editing Colin out of the whole entire show. Uh, I'm just oh, going to let him sit in the hole. Yeah, sit in the hole? The, the glory hole? The glory hole? <laughs> <laughs> We're just leaving you on a tour stop, but at least you'll have a juice box. So you'll find your own way home. And a sandwich, maybe. We'll just toss you a sandwich. sandwich. No. <laughs> toss a sandwich right over the uh, with the with the, the stall door. Yeah. Glorious. Call the barrier. <laughs> That's what we need you here for to explain proper terminology on the tour. Thanks, Jane. <laughs> um, another thing I wanted to highlight is we hardly ever get a phone call to our hotline now i'm sure there's many reasons one is people are terrified of making phone calls in 2022 they don't know how to anymore yeah or if they like grew up in a time where there wasn't like a landline phone like the thought of having to talk on the phone is like they can't do it it's like that Uh, that aspect of socializing is almost dead (laughs) i really challenge our listeners to just pick up the phone and leave us a voicemail about their what they like about the show, what they don't like about the show. Just leave us a voicemail. Tell us what you think. Um, there's always, you know, let us know about your favorite episodes and all of that. Just say something stupid to me. Talk dirty to me. I don't even care. And if you, don't like call, if you don't like call and tell people. Yeah, definitely. I know. I want to hear that phone call. Me more than anybody. I Definitely call in and talk about call in. Call in. Let's do a whole call, call, in. Call, in. call in and talk about Colin. <laughs> Let me phone the number. What's the number, Naomi? Tell them. It is 780-851-8785. Long distance charges may apply. My name is Colin. If you hate me, phone the number now. <laughs> hey, I can um, make a I'm new calling... I can make a new segment jingle for this, you know. Like I'm down. I <laughs> yes. love it. Yeah. Give me your Colin hate. I calls. feed off your hate. Colin calls. Um Hi, my name is uh, Brittany, and I'm calling because Colin's apple chewing really annoys me on the show, and I wish you would just cancel him. Something okay, like listen, that. Brittany, let's have a chat. <laughs> yeah. See, this is the whole show. This is the whole show. I will be back for that show. Good. Good. There'll be just more and more Colin on the show. <laughs> well, I'll, and I told- I'll, I'll tell you right now, anyone who calls the number to bitch about me, I will give you two dollars each and every one of you shit yeah. oh, i'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna go. call in just because i need the money <laughs> sure i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'll, I'm gonna call gonna, in several times i'm gonna call in 12 times a day for the next 30. no 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 with two dollars <laughs> per person come on you never said nobody i'm gonna change my voice and my name so how are you supposed to know uh, you foiled me jimmy you might want to take that back Colin, we're uh, we're absolutely not two dollars a caller. Come on, do it. <laughs> Thank you, Colin. For... <laughs> or just get them to join the Patreon. Wait, that means they join have the to Patreon. Pay. If you join the Patreon, I will give you a personalized text message. If you join the Patreon for one dollar a month, I like that. Yeah, hey. I, I like to I like to add value. Thank you. I don't know you if that's that. adding value. I don't want a text message from you. <laughs> <laughs> like please don't give him my number 
fuck you guys and meet my apple. <laughs> you just start getting a text from Colin every day. Hey, how's it going? I think you're going to spread joy to people's hearts. I mean, we're all, we're all your friends too, listeners. You just I do. don't, I, haven't I met spread, us yet. I spread joy. You've ever been to my karaoke show and asked me to change your song? You know how I spread joy. I'm good. <laughs> Damn. Okay, so I told you guys you didn't have to do any homework because I was just going to basically tell you about uh, the last year of episodes and the, how, the, how the hell those went down. And could put, I would love your input on these artists, what you know about them, what your opinions are of them. doesn't matter if you heard the show or not. Who cares? Ready? Ready. All right. Ready. What show is this again? Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just uh, kick him out of the Zoom here. We got uh, episode 58 was the uh, first one of this year with Bill Manspeaker, who is the voice and creator of the band Green Jelly. Green Jello. Green, Green Jelly. Jelly. That was a different. Dun, 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 dun. Definitely a different experience of an interview. I he, love. He was an interesting love, guy. Yeah, I loved it. His storytelling. Story. His yeah. storytelling is incredible. Yeah, and he was like, he lives in a toy shop, like a, like a retro toy shop on Sunset Boulevard, or Hollywood okay. Boulevard, one of the two, and he literally took me on a tour around the shop. It's fucking crazy. This guy's amazing. <laughs> And then his, 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 well, we probably got about 45 minutes into the interview and his phone died. And then I never got to contact him again. That was oh, it. Oh, no. That was it. We tried to reschedule it, but I got just enough. Yes, Hollywood Boulevard. That's where it is. So, yeah. yeah. Isn't he banned from Canada or something? Was it no. him that? Oh, no. I thought there was hmm. one of your guests. Did you say a, a band from Canada or banned from Canada? Banned. Yes, he was banned from Canada. Yeah, that's what I thought. What yeah. do you do? I think it was a stage show or something. There was some, I can't remember. That was a year ago. So it was <laughs> obscenity based? Like he pulled out his wiener or something? Uh, No, nothing. He's not like that. Like he's not crude like that. I don't, I just can't remember what happened. It might, oh no, I don't remember what it was. It was because of medications. Oh, I think medications. Yeah. Medications, I think. Medications, yes. I'm going to have to review that, but I'm pretty, that was the problem. <laughs> and Colin has problems with medications too. Well, you know, the problems I have is my, my, my guy for medications doesn't answer his phone. Sometimes that's, that's a problem I have with medications. Because he changed his name and left the country. Well, you know, in medica in Mexico, you can get a lot of better medications. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You don't need no stinking paperwork. You need those stinking badges. I don't need no stinking medication. I don't need no medication. Mexico is crazy. You can just like walk up to these pharmacies and get anything you want. Well, laws, yeah, like not anything, but like a, a great deal more than you can in Canada. That's for sure. Yeah, because Colin's asked for things that they didn't have. I did. I absolutely did. I'm totally being honest. I did. Mm -hmm. And they told me no, but yeah. No, you can get a lot more stuff, though. Okay, episode 59 was Organized Rhyme. Do you remember Tom Green's rap group? Check the OR. Oh, you like it so far? Yeah. Love it. So I couldn't get Tom Green, but I got 
a good buddy of his who was part of organized rhyme and he was in the group dj law and he told me lots of cool shit about growing up and living in ottawa he could talk some good computer geek talk too i enjoyed that Mm-hmm. It was for all the computer nerds out there. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, we, we talked a lot of cool stuff about like Nickelback hate and all of that. Like we just, we didn't completely just talk about Tom Green. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to get Tom Green on the show. I remember one time Tom Green was in town filming a movie. Damn it. If I remember which movie it was, but he was trying to find a karaoke. Oh no. Oh really? He was on Twitter. He was on Twitter saying, and I asked him if he would come to our karaoke and hang out. And he goes, would it be okay if we brought cameras and we filmed in there? And I was like, yeah, of course. But then I never heard from him again. Damn. <laughs> Fuck. That would have been good. That would have been amazing. I enjoyed work that night. Episode 60. Have you guys remembered the band Harem Scarum? Yes. Yes. Harem Scarum. And then later on in the 90s, they tried to do the alternative turn and they changed the name of the band to Rubber. Robber. Mm. <laughs> Let's change like- the name of our band to the colloquial term for condom. Yeah. Why, why, why would you? Why would you do? Why would well, you do? Like step back. Oh, it was, and they they did. They, you know, you try things, and you go, "Oh fuck, that was stupid," and then you go back. And, that's what they did. <laughs> and that was one of them. So I taught. I chatted with the drummer of the band Harem Scarum, Darren James Smith. Very cool dude. Very very uh, very praising of his guitar player, which is what you want. You know, you you want you want the band to love each other. Good times. Always nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, Harem Scarum is a great uh if you like melodic hard rock, they're good. Good songwriting. What was their hit? I'm not Again, as familiar. Remember. Yeah. What was their hit? Um uh, the song I found uh for them first, I think I saw it on the Power 30 on Much Music. It was No Justice. No Justice right. in the World. And yeah, yeah, get, yes, uh, yes, yeah. Um, their song "Honestly," which was like a, a rock ballad, was pretty popular too. No justice was the big one though in those days. That's the one I remembered the most. Yeah, yeah. Kendra wasn't born yet. Just kidding. She was born. <laughs> I just wasn't listening to that kind and of music. J- and yet. Jimmy was at church. <laughs> Jimmy was at church. He's a good Christian boy. <laughs> no, actually, I actually probably what? Well, yeah, I was during that time. Mm-hmm. I should have been at church. I was. I was sneaking. I was. I was sneaking new kids during your rebel days to the church. <laughs> yeah. in trouble. Jimmy was in his good Christian boys phase, and you were in your rebel phase. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was being bad in the church, and Jimmy was being the associate youth pastor, assistant youth pastor. <laughs> yes, I was the the assistant to the youth pastor. Not oh, okay, like right. truth. You were like the, the assistant <laughs> to the regional manager. there's a difference yes the assistant to the assistant because i didn't get paid damn that's okay you don't get paid for these kinds of things it's just spreading joy and love and it's great hey episode 61 this is where things started to get real exciting this year because we had a two-parter about much music with the first one being an interview with erica m Yes. Oh, wow. I loved these episodes. It was so awesome. I learned so much. It was so cool. Like getting to see like their side of like the channel and kind of like their views on how things went down. Like, especially since like much music was such a big part of like 
I'm sure all of our like youth, like oh, I, huge, I remember going sure. home every day after school and turning on much music. And it was just so cool that, that you got to talk to some of them. That was awesome. Erica was a big star, like on that channel. Um, yeah. And she started a bit earlier because she was on there in the eighties. By the time the nineties were rolling around, she was almost about to make her exit. Um, but she, she was a huge part of that channel and a lot of boys crush crushed hard on her. Uh -huh. still do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I speak for the ones that still do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's funny because like there was a, she got to witness a lot of, you know, rock and roll lifestyle and all of that and got invited to a lot of parties and did a lot of, of all that kind of thing. But she was always very straight edge. She wasn't a drinker. She didn't drink because she told me like she liked to be in control of herself at all times. Yeah. So, so she, she got to see all of that with her eyes wide open. And I found that very interesting. Yeah, no, it was, it was a great interview. I really enjoyed it. Then the next week was Ed the Sock. Ed the Sock. I love, love it. Ed the Sock. Stephen Kersner, the gentleman who plays him. And it's funny because when we started the episode, we didn't have a plan. Um, we got on the Zoom and uh, he goes, okay, so do you want to talk to me or do you want to talk to Ed? It's like, I'd rather talk to you. I think that would be way more interesting. And it that was. is way more interesting. I, I, yeah. you know, and I loved that you did that because it, it was really interesting to just see how Ed the Sock came to be and like everything that went behind the scenes with him. And like the fact that he was like such a huge part of the channel. Like mm -hmm. I had no idea how much he was involved in like the behind the scenes too. Oh yeah, big time. And I mean, he talked about a lot of the things that were going wrong there at the time, too. Yeah. It's pretty no holds barred. Yeah. I always I, wonder. No, go ahead, Kendra. My, oh, my point is ridiculous. Say, so you go ahead. I was just going to say, I love the fact that Ed did come on at the end, though, too. That was like so awesome. I said, let me talk to him for a second. Yeah. And then, he, then he made me sound like a fucking moron. <laughs> but you had to expect it. It's Ed the Sock. That's, knew it, that's that exactly was, what I wanted. I wanted it was to like talk perfect. to me like I was dumb. It was perfect. But sorry, I, always what was wonder, I always wonder how much Ed the Sock influenced uh, Triumph, the, the insult comic dog. Oh, I wonder that too. Because they're kind of the same character with a twist. Mm -hmm. You know, Ed, mm -hmm. Ed the Sock is just like kind of a... a an uh, intelligent acerbic prick and well i mean triumph is as well but then he has the for me he's got an accent everything. that's right <laughs> for me to poop on yes he's got the tagline so yeah. i always wonder like you know when they were developing triumph how much ed the sock was involved in that it had to have been on their thought process it had, it to, had have to have been, been. yeah, yeah. Especially in comedy, they they pay attention to Canada a lot in comedy, don't they? <laughs> well, Ed the Sock, I mean, he was everywhere in in those years. You couldn't have missed him. Even in the anyway. states, you think? Do you think the Americans think, had the same exposure? I think if you were a comedian, if you were writing comedy, you were aware of Ed the Sock, probably. You know, That's I know my that, feeling. I don't know. I, oh yeah, Ed the Sock's been on Jimmy's show, right? Oh really? Yes, on on our podcast, and he was on our show for a bit. Mm. As as at the sock, right? Uh, yes. Mm. Yeah. No. And, and I learned some things about Fromage because Fromage was one of my favorite highlights of the Much Music year. Yeah, oh, he talked about how like 
like how it had changed after he kind of got more control over it right yeah yeah fromage was awesome though i I loved it like especially after he got a hold of it too like so great i want to say for both erica and ed that they were both um involved in new projects like erica um does authoring she writes children's books um she's she's really cool with that kind of thing she also has a podcast out right now that i would love to plug one more time called the reinvention of the vj she's sitting down with all the vjs of the past at much music and having candid conversations with them and it's super cool oh that's right i really want to check that out yeah and ed the sock has been working on a new platform that's like much music as much as possible he's trying to recreate the magic that happened during the much music era and create some kind of channel like that again. So if you follow his social media, you'll see what everything he's doing with that. It's so awesome. I love it. We move on to episode 63 and it was actually our good friends, Charlie and Quinn from the uh, L2L podcast, learning to listen where I'm one of the hosts on there as well. Uh, we review- those guys. Uh. Love them. <laughs> they, we did a swap cast. So this episode aired on our ours and theirs and etc so um we reviewed the album three sides to every story by the band extreme nice i'm sure you were excited about that they're one of my favorite bands yeah and jimmy's too <laughs> yes <laughs> that's all he's gonna say about that. that's all he's gonna say that's it yep because i had choice words to say about quinn about some of the stuff that he said was it that one <laughs> was it that i don't know Tell me uh, more. I don't. I don't know. Quinn ended up on the top of my hit list. Uh, <laughs> I think it was that one. Because of the podcast. Did he say anything bad about Extreme? No. He said no. Nice no Jerry Sharon has a stinky butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe something like that, eh? Maybe. Jimmy has a I hit can't. list. Jimmy has a hit list of our he friends. He usually too. makes that hit list when he's been drinking, though. So that's probably why he doesn't remember. <laughs> I was drinking at the time. <laughs> he has a top 10 list of our friends that he's going to fight. And Quinn had been a Quinn at one point had topped that list. I would watch that fight. I would pay to watch that fight. I just love to see how the top person changes like so frequently. <laughs> It's our good buddy Mike was a, been on top of that list for quite a while because for he dares he dares to sing Jimmy's songs for karaoke. Jimmy has a select yeah. set list for karaoke, and then Mike will come in and swoop in and take one of his songs, and then Jimmy's going to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> well, the I think we re- should sell tickets to this. The only reason it hasn't happened at karaoke is I don't want to get banned from the karaoke bars. But you take your clothes off at the bar, and you don't think you're going to get banned for that? They know me. <laughs> like they know I, I have a set time limit that I keep my clothes on for. <laughs> what what is the time limit? What is the time constraints that, that, that I think it's how about, many beers? About beer nine. Okay. <laughs> so like about like what 12 30, 1 o'clock? We're looking at Some, like sometimes that. before or with friends in low places. Because okay. I have I have a certain I have a certain like part of the song that there's a routine to taking the clothes off for. Yeah, he actually did this routine not that long ago. Uh, it was my mom's birthday party, 
Mm-hmm. And we were at karaoke and he did the strip dance to my mom. <laughs> but I was watching the video and I was yelling at her the whole time, yelling into the microphone. I know. At, he turned at, around. At, <laughs> and the at very the first line was at, hilarious. And she jumped out of her chair. She did. I saw he that. literally like, blame it all on my roof. And she just jumped back in her seat because she did not expect it at all. It was so funny. And the dance. The dance, and then and then how Len put his cowboy hat on you while you were doing the dance. Oh, that's so funny! Yeah, he yeah. was like, Jimmy asked me, I think two or three times. He's like, "Is your stepdad gonna kick my ass if I do this?" <laughs> I was, like, I was no, getting... he'll laugh. <laughs> For those who don't know, Jimmy is also a professional stripper who uh, goes by the stage name Hugh Hafner, yes. or little or little Ernie, depending on. I haven't gone by Little Ernie since Pinky's closed. Okay, so it's Hugh Hafner, straight up. Yes. <laughs> Call us at seven eight zero. Yeah, and if you if you yeah yeah no, give the number again. Give the number again. Seven eight zero eight five one eight seven eight five. If you'd like to hire Jimmy for his services. And if you hire Jimmy, services. I will give you two dollars if you hire Jimmy. Yeah, you get a yeah. cut. That's right. I feel by the end of the show, I need to offer something since Colin's offering money. Jimmy's <laughs> offering striptease. <laughs> I could sing you a song. She'll sing you a song, a jingle. I can make you a jingle. I can make you a jingle. (laughs) She'll literally write a song for you. And not many people can do that. I've done done a few jingles for a few podcasts now. It's fun. Oh, yeah. You you do the fact check and charity jingle, um, which is very nice for our show. Uh, yeah. you've, you've done for our friends and the uh, podcast life here. Uh, it's a conspiracy podcast. You've done some jingles for them. Yeah. It's beautiful. Did a few of them. Yeah. It's fun. I never thought that uh, that would be something that I could do, but it's fun. You do it well. Well, thank you. Episode 64. <laughs> We're still in March, guys. We're still in March. <laughs> this uh, is going to be a three hour podcast. <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine. As long as you guys got the time, I got the time. Tara Kemp. I got the wine. So <laughs> I got the wine and the time. Tara Kemp. Yeah. Do you remember Tara Kemp? Oh, yeah. I yes. do. Mikey was so excited was about Kemp? this one. Yeah, our buddy was like, could not wait till he was a fan. Yeah, he was like, when is this episode coming out? When is it coming out? I'm like, Mikey, it's coming out in like a couple weeks. Is it coming out next week? No, it's like a couple weeks. (laughs) Is it out yet? It's it's, it's sort of like, yeah, because he did that on the weekends. Mm -hmm. When when is that coming? Is it out yet? (laughs) He was was so pumped. He was so excited about this one. We got a lot of good feedback on that episode. She had a huge fan base. Like a lot of people watched, a lot of people commented. Um, Tara Kemp had two huge, massive billboard smash hits. So Hold You Tight and Peace of My Heart did very well for her. And Peace of My Heart is not the song that it's not the, come on. No, it's not that one. It's a different one. It's her own. So um, she wrote it herself. Learning, yeah, and learning about like her experiences with the record company. I noticed a lot during this podcast. I've learned so much about how mainstream, main major labels worked back in the day. And a lot of people didn't have a good experience with them. A lot of them screwed over a lot of artists. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've heard a lot of like stories just from, especially in the 90s, actually, there's a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Tony Braxton was one of them that got screwed over by a record company. Alana Miles like talked uh, like extensively about what happened yep. with her record deal last year. Yep. 
Yeah. And, and there's been many more since who said like, oh, well, the record company will wine and dine you and give you all this luxury, but then they don't tell you that you're the one paying for it in the end. You yeah. just tack that onto your bill. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, episode 65 was Nick Walsh of Slick Toxic. Yes, I loved this one too. Oh, I was so I excited love when you got him. He is a blast and he's a gem of a human being. He's so cool. He was so great. Like, like, and he was so knowledgeable about like just um, the music industry and like, you know, how to go about things. And he's really into producing, right? Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly. Yeah, he's done. He's been doing a lot of things. He like he he was he's been doing like productions where he's been singing like the hits of um, certain artists and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has his own new band. Well, at least newer than Slick Toxic called uh, Famous Underground. And their music's fucking great. If you like that hard rock, it's so good. Strong I love melodies. his voice too. His voice he's, is so great. Like I think he's one of the best rock vocalists that ever came out of Canada. Absolutely. Oh, he's got amazing pipes. Amazing, amazing pipes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was like, I I really enjoyed that. And uh, that interview was with your buddy too, right? Uh, Scott Green. Yeah, he's a Scott, Edm- yeah. Edmonton uh, producer. Very talented producer, and he's also a, a teacher in music production. He taught me. I took his class. Well, that's awesome. That's really brilliant. awesome. So I'd love to have Scott back on the show because he's fun to do interviews with. I think that'd be a great show. Yeah, he's, he's super knowledgeable as well. Oh, exactly. But yeah, with Nick Walsh, um, he even like asked about my music, which was really cool because he asked how oh, Scott and I knew each other. And, and he asked you to send some of yours, right? I did. I sent him uh, a couple tunes and he, he seemed to dig them. So that was nice. You know, that's really cool. I love when like the artists kind of take an interest in what you do as well. Because mm-hmm. didn't, think- didn't Alana Miles say that too when she was on the show that she went and looked up some of your stuff? I think I remember. Was it her? I think it was. I don't remember. I don't remember. I, but, I seem to um, recall her saying like you there's got been a few Eric, Eric Martin. Yeah, she knew I could sing. Eric Martin looked me up too. Because I mean, this yeah. is this is a natural thing to do when you're someone invites you to do an interview and you don't know them from a hole in the wall, a glory hole in the wall. A glory hole in the wall. You know, you, you should yeah. just you should probably, you know, maybe to check it out, make sure like that I'm obviously legit, right? So that's cool. See, no, I wanna I wanna add it here. I have a question. Now you've been Ooh. talking about the glory hole tours. You've been talking about Jimmy doing the glory hole tours. Now I don't Jimmy... actually do a glory hole tour. <laughs> Are you sure? It's not a, a thing. But why is there a shirt, James? I'm wearing it. Uh, it's it's called radio. <laughs> Some of it is fake. Okay. See now, now this is this is how I saw through it because now, James, you're you're a man of relatively short stature, and those holes are a certain height. So, like, but this if you look at the picture that she's. Uh, I'm holding a milk crate. Oh, okay. See, now yeah, my questions are answered. It is my hand, questions are all. answered. That's okay. <laughs> I just wondered the logistics of it. It just didn't, it just, I, I wondered how it was like, you know, I just, I just wondered how, how the, the, the mechanics of it worked. That was all. Okay. <laughs> and silence envelops the room. This is all of us are thinking, well, without the milk crate, how would it work? That, that's, see? It, it would either be a milk crate or a ladder. That well, you know, or one of the something like that. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. You've got okay, all no, kinds no, of no, visuals no, going I'm through good. my head. <laughs> this is so wrong. Let's move on. It's, or so right, whatever you way you want to look at let's, it. Let's change the subject. <laughs> 
episode 66. Our friend Don Grant from another podcast named Three Interesting Things. Now, this guy's got a cool fucking radio voice and he's a knowledgeable son of a bitch. I love Don Grant. Episode 66, we talked about the band Living Color. Awesome rock band. Classic. You'll love them. Cult of personality. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. I love them. Let's love them. <laughs> but I'd like Don Grant to come back on the show. I love you, Don Grant. He wants to talk about Hanson with Kendra. I remember. Yes, that. I'm here. I'm I'm so there. I'm so there. He'll do that with you. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. Don't nostalgia listeners, I love you and I thank you so much for being a part of this show and its success over the last two years. We have what's called Patreon for those who want to support the show financially. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a subscriber and get bonus content, early podcast release, all kinds of cool behind the scenes stuff, and more. There's different tiers of membership starting at only $1 a month. And we even have some special merch for you guys who are in it for the long run. So please join our Patreon. It's at www.patreon.com forward slash dope nostalgia. Hey, Woodshed, it's AK. Hey, what's up? Nothing. What are you doing? I was just sitting here listening to the Dope Nostalgia podcast. What are you doing? Oh, my goodness. I am also listening to the Dope Nostalgia podcast. Did we just become best friends? Hey, everybody. What's up? It's DJ Woodshed and DJ AK from No More Games Radio. Keep listening to our friend Naomi on Dope Nostalgia podcast and check us out at nomoregamesradio.com. There are lots of teddy bears, but only one Teddy Ruxpin. Hi, my name is Teddy Ruxpin. Hi, Teddy. Your friend is what I'd like to He's be. He's How does he do that? He's a magic bear. One day, we found an He's old treasure map. The treasure bear. was supposed to be... My friend Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin comes with storybook and cassette. Other stories sold separately. Batteries not included. So episode 67 was back in April, Blur versus Oasis. Now I talked to a gentleman by the name of Ainsley from a podcast called Reject and Serve and the Price Tag podcast. Him and I went on his show as well, where basically I was seeing how much my dignity was worth. Like how much money <laughs> would I accept for doing like really like terrible things? And I was really drunk when I did this episode and it's fucking awesome. I have that was on his show. That was on oh, his show. I'll have to listen to this. I want to. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking bad. Anyway, so we talked, Ainsley and I talked about the Battle of Britpop in 1995 and how that all worked. Because, I mean, as a Canadian, I really didn't know much about it. Yeah, no, neither did I. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like talking about whether Noel and Liam Gallagher were more famous for their arguments and, and the things they said in the media than their music itself. Their music has stood up though. Like you still hear Wonderwall at every karaoke show, and unfortunately, shit. yes, and it's and it's played on the radio still. It's yeah, classic, so, classic rock. Like it's it stood the test for it's sure. It's a hit. Well, speaking of bands that are in love with themselves, um, I would say that Oasis falls into that category. But at the same time, I do think that they're a great band, and I think they made some fantastic music that will last for a long time. Oh, for Is sure. It- 
And Blur, Blur was really fucking cool too. I was a big fan of Damien Albarn, their singer. He ended up doing the Gorillas. That's his project. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't. Really I didn't know that. that either. Damn. Yeah, the Gorillas is uh, based out of Blur. Yeah, pretty cool. I like the Gorillas a lot more than I like Blur. So there you go. <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you, I, David, buddy. That's good. <laughs> I feel I feel like they were more successful in North America with the Gorillas than they were with Blur. Well, yeah. Blur, I mean, they had song two and they didn't really have anything that hit over here. Nothing else that landed in North America other than song two. Boys and Girls <laughs> did all right. I was going to well, say Boys and Girls was another one that like, I, I remember. Guess, but not as big as song two. And mm-hmm. those other than that, what was there? And they can thank Big Shiny Tunes for that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now uh, in, in today's society, uh, Blur song two actually is in pretty pretty steady rotation in radio oh yeah it always will be i think yeah because it was a big a big landmark song at that time it's like a two minute song two minutes i remember listening to it when i was 12 and thinking what the hell is this guy saying Woohoo! (laughs) it's so basic isn't it i got my head shaved by robert noche that's what he's saying who the fuck is everybody remember robert noche no it's just me okay yes yeah never mind he ran for mayor like eight years ago. What city? Edmonton. Well, where's that? Alberta. <laughs> okay. Just want Canada. people there to know. <laughs> Earth. On the planet Earth. Episode 68.5. All right, moving right along. Yes. Point five. Um, I'm actually going to talk about these three episodes in one because this is the first time I got all two firsts here. All three members of a group were on the show. And not only that, it was our first country music episode. Yes. So it was and Farmer's I, Daughter. Farmer's I daughter. love that band. So yes. good. Oh my God. All three interviews were fantastic. They're Those such ladies great ladies. They were so cool. I loved it. And I loved that, like, you know, you had three separate interviews from the same band and they were all like different. And yeah. Did, and didn't you get references like, uh, like, uh, didn't Jake put you on with? The other two, am I remembering that correctly? Like to, to hook up the, the interviews? The, the interviews, um, yeah. How it happened was, was I interviewed all three of them at the, or sorry, I messaged all three of them to ask for the interview at the same time. Um, I heard back from Jake and Angela around the same time and they both said yes. So I heard back from them, but I didn't hear back right away from Shauna Ray. And that's not her fault because she just didn't get the email. So, so what happened was she heard the other two had done this interview and she's like, well, I would love to do the show. <laughs> like you know I, I didn't know that this was happening and then she heard them and I'm like oh yes I tried to reach out and then she's like let's do it and that was great so great they're just lovely lovely ladies and Jake still she listens to the uh show I think right still I've seen yeah. that she's commented on a bunch of your like social media after certain episodes um yeah she's definitely commented and like watched some of the stuff that we've done on like the instagram and all of that too like when jamie and i did the instagram live from your place last summer oh yeah or last spring last spring uh, yeah, she after... was she was she was watching it and commenting while we were that's right that was after my <laughs> surgery and then she was commenting she also i remember she commented on the one we did about all the dirty lyrics from the uh-huh. 90s <laughs> oh i can't wait to talk about that one Oof. oh man Episode 69. My 69. Good friends, my good friend, Adrian, dude. 
Adrian and Chris from the YouTube channel Rat Tail joined me to talk absolute dirty, dirty, nasty stuff about New Kids on the Block and loved it. It was great. Good it was such a good episode. I love those guys. They're so cool. You need to I'm check like- out their YouTube channel if you haven't. Um, they basically just do like super commentary on New Kids videos and other types of videos as well. But they do it while drinking and it's awesome. They do shots? <laughs> Usually there's shots people. involved. We they, need to do they've po- sent me a, they've sent me so well, lovely, like, they've sent me like shot glasses and stuff there. We've become good friends and I really, really adore them. And They're I'm going great. to those concerts with them. So I'm very I excited. I love it. I'm so excited for you. I wish I, I wish I could come just to hang out with all you guys. And also of course <laughs> to see new kids, but I'm not as excited about that as you are. <laughs> understandable, understandable. But yeah, no, they, that was a fun episode for sure. And um, I'd love to do more podcasts with them. Episode 70 was big. Biff naked. Biff naked. Oh, nice. that was such a good episode. That was I one of love... those gets that I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I get to talk to her. I I love Biff naked. I've... She she's such a cool human being. Seriously, she was like so like being in radio. I've met her a few times, mm-hmm. and she's so cool. Oh, very and down to earth. Then, oh yeah, I loved how authentic she was through the entire interview you know mm-hmm. she was just so willing to you know easily talk to you in conversation it just it didn't it didn't sound like an interview it just sounded like you guys were just you know shooting the mm-hmm. shit and talking and it was such a good interview she's such a cool person she's got an amazing positivity to her um yeah regardless of the topic whatever it was we were talking about she always approached it with a very positive outlook and i was just so inspired and so. i remember her puppy was adorable yeah and then she she also like made she kept contact in the social media and stuff so biff naked fucking rules she's awesome for for those americans who don't know her she's had a little bit of success in the states i think i think she's done some stuff in the states for sure so Mm -hmm. but um yeah you gotta love biff naked she's the best always welcome on the show biff (laughs) come back anytime Episode 71 was about the band Heart. I was talking with my friend Dahlia Wakefield, who's a very, uh, very well-known singer here in Edmonton. Um, she, she is the lead singer of a Heart tribute band. And obviously I said to her, hey, let's talk about one of your favorites. And she, uh, we're going with Heart. Nice. You know? Yeah. Heart, Heart had a, two or three albums that came out in the 90s. Yeah, it was kind of more of their poppier sounding stuff. Like their yeah. earlier stuff was kind of very like led zeppelin kind of vibe stuff but the the yeah. 90s stuff kind of had a more pop twist to it well you it's much tell- harder edge at the beginning yeah yeah heart was yeah. my first concert actually 90 no, yeah. 91 yeah something like nice. that nice yeah. i've seen them twice they're so good in concert oh brigade. they're amazing i mean the brigade tour amazing musicians yeah. what's that was that the brigade tour the album brigade uh, i it was oh, the tour that was the tour yeah whichever one that was yeah yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing is like their sound had changed to more of like a pop rock, melodic rock because that's when Mutt Lang got involved and Mutt Lang like yeah. colored his fucking brush all over that, right? So, and he's just a little bit talented, so yeah, it worked out pretty well for them. He's no hey, slouch. It's still it's still good music. It's definitely oh fantastic. Their, yeah, I, I love all of it. I'm a huge Mutt Lang fan um, of his musical work. Him as a human being, not so much, <laughs> but like. <laughs> Because I love what, what's Shania. What's wrong with Mutt Lang as a human being? If you didn't I don't know. know. Ask Shania Twain. Ask Shania Twain, her <laughs> I, ex-husband. I, 
Oh, is it? Is it? Wow. Okay. Well, he cheated so on her. her husband, so of course she's gonna have bad shit to say. But maybe, he cheated on know. her with her best friend. Oh. And then oh, it's well, Gossip Hour. Gossip Hour on Dub Nostalgia. Like you know, what's the best part what, of the story? Is? What, what she writes, like you're still the one, and then you go and cheat on her with your best with her best friend. I feel like that's a really bad combination. The best well, part of the story. His side of it, though. Come on, because he doesn't talk. Fuck him. But the best part of the story is that when she was being consoled, her and the best friend's husband consoled each other, and they've ended up together now, and now they're together. Oh, okay, happy so ending! Who's the real culprit? Come on, not. <laughs> Isn't so if you want to call in and talk about how much you don't like Colin, now's the time. The number is <laughs> that's, that's trick. the number is 587. What is it? 780-587-8785. And don't listen to Kendra because she's just saying a bunch of shit in the background. Phone the number, tell them how much you dislike me because we're going to do a show about it. You could be profiled on Dr. Nostalgia. That number again. Fuck. 780-851-8785. If we don't get at least one damn phone call for fuck's sake, what are we doing? What are we in it for? I'll be personally affronted. Then I will personally punch Colin the next time I see him. If you call the hotline. That's right. And we'll video it. We're drumming up business, man. This is good. (laughs) Episode 73, Technotronic. Oh, oh, a place to stay. Catch your booty. Catch your booty on the floor tonight. <laughs> Daisy D Make was a member. <laughs> Daisy D was a member of Technotronic. Um, she she's also a huge star in Europe for her having her own Belgian like um like her own music company called Booyah, who helped develop Backstreet Boys in Europe. Um, she had her own TV show, uh, all that stuff. So Daisy D was really cool to talk to. And it was That's one of those awesome. one of those. I love doing the European interviews. I stay up till three or four in the morning. Our which time, is normal for you <laughs> which works great fine i'll go to bed right after <laughs> <morning>. <laughs> but like yeah because at that time it's probably about eight or nine ten o'clock in the morning there and that's when i get these get these european interviews done as long as you're not drinking at like you know 12 before you go off. i've done that well, okay but when i did the right said fred interview i was pretty gunned <laughs> i love it. It, it, it but it's still okay um, episode 74 is about an artist that you guys probably haven't heard of, but she's fucking great. Her name is Anna, um, a Cuban born singer who uh, was mentored and written for both Debbie Gibson back in the early nineties. Um, she never really got to take off in a huge way in English music. She did come out with a new identity later um, in the nineties under the name Mia to do Spanish music. And uh, she's fantastic. And we did an episode um, about her with a young man who was 18 years old named Sebastian. Now, an 18-year-old wanted to talk about music from the 80s and 90s, which just blew my mind, and I love that. That is awesome. I love hearing that when you got, like, you know, some younger kids that are still interested in the old-school music. Oh, he's obsessed with it. He absolutely loves uh, that that those genres and that and that time period in music, and, and he's a sweetheart, and he's very knowledgeable. So it was a good conversation. Right on. That's awesome. Episode 75 was really exciting because it was a, it was a, someone come returning to the show. Uh, Big Ace, Anthony Big Ace Thomas returned and he was one of the members of the Funky Bunch. Right. He is still currently with Mark, Mark Wahlberg on a consistent basis as uh, he does a lot of movie roles and such with him. Um, he travels with him, goes to, they, they're best of friends. If you watch the uh, documentary on HBO Max called Wall Street, 
that was done about Mark and all of his business ventures. Um, Ace plays a predominant role in that, uh, in that documentary as well. That's cool. He, he's such a cool guy. Like I, I, so I nice. love both interviews just because he, he just seems so genuinely like excited to talk to you and just really mm. like down to earth guy. Oh yeah. And he, and he's so full of love. Like his heart is like so sweet and he'll like, he'll message you anytime and say hi or whatever. He's just such a nice dude. That's so very cool. cool dude. That's awesome. Episode 76, M. Griner. Now, do, were you guys aware of M. Griner and her career at all? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, sweet. We, we talked to her in June. Um, uh, she was discussing a lot of connections that I didn't know I, that she had, like a connection with Def Leppard. She's very close with that band. She even covered uh, Pour Some Sugar on Me in a very unique way. Oh, right. Yeah. I remember this episode because I went and checked it out and it is quite different what she does with it, but it's interesting. I, I love artists that can kind of take, take a song and put their own spin on it. So very, and she had her own hits in that era, but one of the biggest things that were part of her career was that she was part of David Bowie, David, David Bowie's touring band. That's right. For, for really? a long time. Yeah. Really? yeah. Wow. She was a backing singer for David Bowie for many years. What a, what a cool experience that must have been. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Being the proximity of David Bowie, like has to be a cool experience. It doesn't matter if you're whatever you're doing, if you're yeah. in the proximity of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's like so even much if you run the board. Like, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Oh my God. Like if, if I could even just be a groupie, I'll carry your fucking equipment. Can I go with you? <laughs> No, they had established a relationship, like a working relationship and a friendship. And so there are some really lovely stories. And um, she's also currently uh, a vocal coach. She has a book she's written. She's doing fantastic things. Um, What's the name of the astronaut, the Canadian astronaut that's super famous, who went up there and he did did, uh, that David Bowie song in space? Chris Hadfield. Chris Hadfield. Yeah. James, you remember Chris, Chris Hadfield? Hadfield and his, his yes. little porn star mustache, yeah. <laughs> she did a song with him. She helped him with doing the uh, space oddity in space when he went up there. Planet Earth is blue and there's nothing I can do. Yeah. <laughs> Colin, don't sing anymore, please. Oh, You're Jimmy. so mean. Yeah. Wait till, wait till Jimmy fucking punches you. Colin's gonna make a list now. You're gonna be at the top of, top of the list, Jimmy. No, I we're gonna we're gonna sell tickets to it, and Jimmy's gonna like haul off, and he's gonna give me one right in the face, and we're gonna see what that looks like. That's not the first. Uh, I won't pay money to see that. That's not the first place I'm gonna hit. Well, no, 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 no. Yes, it will be. No, uh, no I'll take like, you. I'm gonna hit somewhere closer to my eye level. <laughs> <laughs> then gonna, the gonna, face comes down a, and then right in the throat we're gonna, we're, gonna have a, we're gonna have a short man punch a tall man it's gonna like we can sell tickets to that right no I, I there might be some issues with that. that oh well like if see now if if i, if I some... punch if i punch jimmy no one would want to see that but if jimmy punches me everyone wants to see that right yes no yeah it's yes. true okay <laughs> so we can sell tickets to that Let's see. Let's let's make some money. That's all I'm saying. Dope nostalgia <laughs> presents. Dope nostalgia presents. I'm Jimmy gonna get canceled. You <laughs> She's not gonna put any of this in the show. <laughs> this is all edited out. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be actually time. paying attention when I edit this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You should. Episode 77. Because Colin, <laughs> Colin ahead, is being a dick. Yeah, well. That's how I roll. Episode 77. <laughs> Sexy, dirty, dirty, shocking lyrics of the 90s with Kendra. Oh, oh God. This, oh, man. This, this was the, We went a whole six months before I had you on an episode last year. Holy That's shit. That's crazy. That's nuts, Kendra. But, but that then was I'm month. on so often after this. I swear I'm on like every second week. <laughs> I know. That's okay because I didn't have Colin on for a long time either. It's true. But that episode, it was uh, so funny. Listening I actually got back. interviews. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no. you had a ton. You had a ton at the beginning. Some really no. great interviews. Jimmy? Um, but what, yeah. What's the, Jimmy the, trying to say? I was just going to say Colin ruined the internet. Oh, okay. I ruined the internet. But no, I think what, that's, did that. That's that's why you weren't on later. <laughs> I, Edit. I'm bearing a lot. I'm bearing a lot of responsibility for a lot of things that aren't my fault here. Holy shit. Uh, yes. No. This so, was a. This was such a fucking dirty episode. It was so <laughs> like the the things we were saying. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. There's some and- strong warnings on this. There's a, the whole like promo for it was viewer discretion, viewer discretion, viewer discretion. And like you realize just how many lyrics in the 90s were just so dirty. <laughs> and they, they, were smoother, they were smoother about it then. It was it was it was more like romantic and sexy where now it's more like WAP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in your face, like you can't get away from the fact that it is just pure. Yeah, like you know, explicit. But I, I just listening back to that episode, I laughed so hard because anytime I read any lyrics, I was reading them so fast because I was just like almost embarrassed. I'm like, la, 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 la. <laughs> but the, the thing is, though, is they sang it with a smile on their face, and they were just you know putting so much, and they were happy doing it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like saying, you know, to to a kid going. Hey, I'm gonna slap the crap out of Cullen, and he's gonna like it. What do you think about this? And it's kind of the same thing as what they did back then, right? Like it's just you kind of didn't you didn't hear like no, but you didn't no, hear it to the full you, extent you know because of the way that they were singing it. Yeah, because they were happy. They were your pony. Let's do it. Ride it, my pony. Yeah, well, I still no. like like the first one that I came no. up with on that episode was like, uh, um, too close by next. And the first line is, I wonder if she knows I'm horny right now <laughs> or hard. If I'm hard right now, if I'm hard right now, yes, yeah. And then I don't even think we we barely touched on two live crew. Like, I mean, like we we got raunchy and it was great. We went through a lot. I remember the promo for that show was uh the one song that I think Quinn might have sent it in and it, the the chorus was I'm horny. I'm horny horny horny. I'm horny. I'm horny horny horny. Oh yeah, that's that's uh that's uh horny horny honey I'm so horny. That's yeah. I can't remember who does that one, but yeah. That that yeah. one's very not uh, very discreet. Yeah. Yeah, that was a Quinn that was a Quinn uh suggestion. Beautiful. I just love that you put that as the promo. Yeah. <laughs> Because it doesn't get, I didn't have to go into detail with any words. I'd have to edit out. You just say, I'm horny. I'm horny, 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 horny. Um, yeah, but it was, it was good. Colin, Colin is trying to leave before Jimmy gets back. So I'm feeling threatened. <laughs> I'm feeling very threatened by Jimmy's presence. So I have to leave. So when, <laughs> when there's a lawsuit, when this lawsuit comes about, 
I'm going to be using this as evidence. So <laughs> everyone, I have to leave now, Jim. I have to leave. Before Colin leaves, I think James and, Jim and Colin should say goodbye to each other and then we can continue. James, <laughs> I, I, I feel very threatened by your presence here. So I'm going to have to leave the podcast. Okay. It's a good thing because feel threatened. <laughs> he's he, he ready to jump through the zoom and start choking you my lawyer will be in touch uh, <laughs> i will be in touch with your lawyer too <laughs> and he's gone and he's, and he's gone. gone just like that all right all right let's get through the last half of the year warren so uh my guest was radio personality gruff gushnowski um reflecting on the hits of warrant in the 90s and that was a great conversation as well yeah <laughs> Couldn't get anybody from Warrant on the show. I tried, but uh, that's cool. Graf, it was great to talk to. Episode yeah, 79, Ali Colleen. Now, here's the thing. <sighs> Ali Colleen, and that's I didn't say- a great interview. I didn't say anything about it at the time, but I've been kind of letting it out now to the public because people didn't really know who Ali Colleen was because we wanted her to, we wanted to support her career and have her- make her own mark on the music industry in her own right. But yeah, the one thing on I, her talent. the one thing I did hint is that she had very strong family roots in nineties country. And the reason of that being is because she is the daughter of Garth Brooks. Yes. Yeah, she, she is. So I, I did ask her one question about her family roots and if they, kind of, if that had helped her or hindered her in her process to becoming, um, a singer and songwriter. And so she gives amazing, amazing in, insight into what it's like growing up in that situation. And she's one of those girls you want to go have a beer with. Like Hell you yeah. seriously want to go hang out with her. Cause she's so cool and down to earth. I love, I love that you had her on the show. Um, and this is actually something that I love about the show and how it's kind of turned into not just focusing on the people from the nineties, but focusing on some new artists that have insight on the 90s and can kind of like introduce you to some of the new artists out there because I I honestly I didn't know who she was before she was on the show but mm -hmm. I listened and I really loved the interview I thought she was such a cool down-to-earth chick and I'm like you know she she does she totally seems like that type of person that you would love to go and hang and have a beer and play some pool with and like and I totally 100% when checked out her socials after that and added her and I was just like she's cool I want I want to know about her stuff I want to get all of the info and she's she's super talented too like very much so you know, and and I, I I love that she wants to do it on her own mm -hmm. you know like it would be easy for somebody who is Garth Brooks daughter to want to be like and, and you know, go hey uh, dad yeah. get me in yeah, it'd be easy. Yeah. Why not? He knows all the connections. He He's one of the biggest country stars who've ever lived. Mm -hmm. But the fact that she wants to do it on her own, she wants it on her own merit. I, I truly respect her for that. And I Huge think it, respect. It, it's very telling of the type of person she is. So she was one, like, honestly, one of my favorite interviews of the year. Mm -hmm. it was great yeah. I agree. I agree. I love that interview. Yeah. No, and she's very articulate, very uh, fun to listen to. And uh, her songs are great too. So I yeah. would definitely recommend everybody check out Ali Colleen. And then we move on to episode 80, which was meets chatting with the um, Montreal rock journalist, Mitch Lafon. 
who I've been a big fan of for a long time because he's a big advocate for some of my favorite bands that don't get the respect that I think that they deserve. And one of them being Bon Jovi. So Bon Jovi's album, Keep the Faith, came out in 1992. And if there's anybody in in the rock journalist world that I would love to have talked to about Bon Jovi, it was Mitch. So we, because we, we share that love and he also knows a lot of the deep cuts and he knows about their like B-sides and he knows so much inside information about things that happened in that time with Bon Jovi. So our stories were amazing. Any, any Bon Jovi fan, I think would, would enjoy uh, listening to that with us. It was good. It, you know, I, I love that album too. Like it's such a good album to kind of touch on. And that's awesome that you found somebody who can really kind of delve deep into it with you. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's fantastic. And James is a big Bon Jovi fan, right? Oh, huge, yes. And I love that album too. Mm-hmm. It was the comeback. It was the make or break album for Bon Jovi. It was kind of like saying, "Okay, is are we going to survive the '80s or are we not?" <laughs> you know, it's such a good album though. Like the songs are so like solid on it. I don't think there's any filler on that album, really. I, I it's just it's beautiful. I'm not biased at all. They're only my not at all. No, never. <laughs> oh, episode 81. Are you following along on your side there, Kendra? Because the episode 81 was with you about your favorite artist, Pink. Oh, yes. Yes. I loved I loved that you allowed me to cheat and talk about her because she's know not technically the 90s. That's uh she technically came out in 2000, but we're but like we talked about it on the show and how um, she technically got her start in the industry in the nineties. Like mm-hmm. she, what she was with 16 years old. Yeah. With LaFace records. And, and she signed her first uh, record deal when she was 16. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked all about like how she was in a girl group before she even got out there as a solo artist. And I think, we I, play love a clip. I-, I think we play a clip of her, one of her songs with the girl group. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. band's called uh, choice. And uh, I was totally that like fan that went and like found all of the pirated shit that I could find <laughs> from when she was with that because it never got released. They they recorded a whole album and it never got released. And yeah, I I could probably talk about all the same shit that I did on that episode because I love her so much and I'm so happy that you let me talk about her. <laughs> Absolutely, we went into yeah, episode eighty two after that, and uh, this was Jimmy's debut on the show. Jimmy. I'm pretty sure this was Jimmy's debut. The summertime special. Yeah, I think so. Other than have come on earlier segment where he, he introduces that is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, well, I, I wanted to have Jimmy come on here and hang out with us. Cause he's a great friend of ours. And, um, we, so we are like, let's do a segment together where we go through the billboard charts for 1990s each year. And so we started it up there in the summertime special. The long and short of it. The long and oh, short of it. Oh, that's right. That that I remember that one because that was also the same episode that like I was on the tail end of it and we did our uh blindfolded game. Yep. <laughs> Where you made me guess uh which person was singing in the new kids Backstreet Boys uh um don't turn me. out the lights. Don't turn out the lights, that's right. The song Don't Turn Out the Lights. I I made I made Kendra guess who each singer was. In each really? line. Yes. I had she to be blindfolded well. too. I was I was actually surprised. I, I knew them pretty good. 
I knew I would know the Backstreet Boys, but I wasn't sure I would know all the new kids. I definitely stumbled on a couple, but that she was did, uh she did quite well. That, that was funny. That was a funny night actually when we uh recorded that because yeah, there was there's some there's there some alcohol involved and <laughs> I had yeah, to blindfold myself because we had to do it off of YouTube. And she's like, you can't see who, who, who's on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> so how did she know what button to press? Oh, to guess oh. what I would do. What do you mean? <laughs> Never mind. I'm oh, being, being weird. <laughs> no, no, you're not. So what I would do is like, I would like, after the person saying the line, I would just pause it and be like, mm-hmm. Waiting for Kendra to guess. And then I give her the buzzer if it was wrong but i never gave her a happy buzzer when she was right i was just like yay <laughs> you should have been like a, a ticking <laughs> i think i changed that for the future when we did the uh what's going on when i think i put the happy the happy ding 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 and for you so oh yeah that yeah. one was much harder <laughs> episode 83 was uh prolific artist and songwriter martin page who had a big hit in 1994 with the House of Stone and Light. That was the name of the song. Do you guys remember that from the radio? I don't recall, but... I don't. I I, I would have been... You said 94, right? Yeah. Um, I would have been in grade four. <laughs> he was writing... Yeah, you probably wouldn't. It was it was big on adult contemporary radio, and he, he had been writing with Bernie Taupin as well, who was Elton John's songwriting partner. Yeah, Bernie, um, Bernie Taupin's great. And he actually co-wrote We Built This City on Rock and Roll. So Martin oh, Page, wow. he's done a lot of stuff. That's some yeah, big accolades. For sure. Fantastic man. Told me so much good, good, good stuff. Episode 84, Sean Smith. Now, this gentleman was the winner of the X Factor in the UK. Oh, um, yes. Yes. I, I remember listening to this episode. And I didn't know anything about him. So he, he taught me so much about like what goes on in Europe, Eurovision, soccer, fo AKA football in the rest football. of the world. <laughs> um, but he had put out an album called Swing for the 90s. So he was doing swing versions of some of the big hits of the 90s. And that's why it was a good time to have him on the show. I really love artists that can put their own like spin on things, you know, and like, uh, the fact that he was doing a swing album on 90s music, I, I thought that was just super creative. And I, I really appreciate artists that can do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really interesting to talk to him, especially about like his experiences and things that people really want to know about was like him working with Simon Cowell, you know, like yeah. that's that's obviously that's something that holds a lot of interest. For people. I, I definitely would be interesting interested in having a conversation with Simon Cowell for sure just with, <laughs> like the, the career that he's had you know like that's yeah. so cool oh he's a legend in in this industry right especially with the before American Idol so yeah sure. um in episode 85 we talked about Tiffany's album new inside it was her third album her biggest albums of course being in the 80s where she took off phenomenally and it was talking with you Kendra about the different songs and a lot of the songs were very different on the album like she, she there was definitely not a lot of repetitiveness and I I absolutely adore the album I don't think it got the credit that it deserved it was it was definitely a solid album like when you asked me to review this one with you like you know I kind of had my like preconceived notions on on what it was going to sound like based on what I knew of the 80s and like I think we're alone now kind of that vibe mm -hmm. and then listening to it I was 
pleasantly surprised because like it's got some like depth to it. it she sounds like great on it like I was like so surprised at how, uh, just how good of a vocalist she was I feel like maybe mm. some of her earlier music didn't necessarily like translate that as well as as that one did for me at least I yeah. was super surprised and I love that she had a song by Diane Warren on it which is like so cool if you get to work with Diane Warren that's amazing like mm-hmm. she's a legend but like Jimmy you were saying about um it's risky it it is risky to change your your formula like like there's so many artists that have been the same formula from day one it's like acdc like like they have a because almost the same sound every song but every song is different and every song everybody knows that has heard that song yeah well and, and like yeah for sure acdc like their formula works because like they, they do like you know when you hear an acdc song like it's so like you can distinguish them immediately when you hear them on the radio but they found a formula that works for them and it makes them still stand out so i totally agree with you on that but with some people i think they they need that change right like they want to like you got people like madonna or, Mar- or Cher who've like been kind of chameleons throughout their career and moved with the times. And even into their fifties, they were still relevant in like top 40 music because they were able to, you know, kind of adapt. Mm -hmm. Every artist reaches that point in their career. If they've had success where it's like, do we keep doing what we've always been doing or do we branch out and do something new? And for some people, I, th- I think it's not necessarily that they did anything wrong. It's just, you know, it just didn't hit. And I feel like maybe that's like what happened with Tiffany's album. Like, I don't think it's ma- a matter that she did anything wrong in, in that mm. album. It's a great album. It's timing. just what it's the timing, you know, like timing's everything with this, this industry. And, you know, things were kind of moving away from that sound into a different sound. And mm-hmm. uh, I feel like the same thing happened with Slick Toxic, too. They came in, you know, still kind of having a little bit of like the 80s hair metal vibe to them in the early 90s when grunge was coming in. So like they weren't I don't think they got the notoriety that they deserved because they were such a solid band. One of the biggest things I talked to uh, about with 80s and 90s hard rock bands about how the 90s were, it wasn't a great time for a lot of them, right? Mm -hmm. Because of the um, advent of grunge and even pop music and everything had been changing. Um, So they were having a hard time maintaining their identity and their relevancy. But at the same time, Mitch LaFon pointed out something to me that I'd never really thought about. I always thought that grunge killed hair metal. But hair metal killed hair metal this is the way he explained it to me he said basically all these guys were just putting out ballads everybody was just putting out more and more slow songs and everybody who wanted to rock was getting fucking tired of it yeah because what i could tell what made what made metal metal was the metal and then they yeah there was a lot of ballads a lot of slow stuff that Mm. turned everybody who wanted the the, the headbangers the grit the yeah the, the guitar the everything just they want to feel it and they want to feel it rock hard and then you look at look that sounds sexy and then you think about uh look at aerosmith putting out get a grip crazy crying amazing yeah right 
SNL even did a skit on the three songs and like rearranging the names of the songs and like this is crazy crazy crying this is crazy crying amazing this is amazing crazy crying you know like just kind of making fun of the fact that these three ballads they they're so intertwined in a way yeah yeah but they're still all great like they're all really great but like, yeah, that's not discounting back- the music because I love the songs but well because yeah. if you think like going back to what we were saying about having a formula the formula worked you know all 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 those songs are amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah, they're all great songs. Everybody loves them, right? So it, it's it's one of those things. It's hard to it's hard to know which direction to go. I think it, it comes down to just having a good instinct on things. And like some of the the greatest artists from you know back in the day who are still really relevant, I think they have really great instincts on where they're supposed to go. Anything you want to add, James? Nope. <laughs> 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 Episode 86. Nope. 86. This is, we're getting to August now. This is Metallica. Now, the end of August. Metallica with Ryan Bradley, another radio personality here from town. Um, he's retired from radio now, but he's one of the biggest Metallica fans I know. And he's had the opportunity to meet the band several times. Um and tell me a lot about what happened with them in the 90s, because he's one of those guys and or one of those fans like myself, which are quite rare. And actually, we get a lot of shit on from Metallica fans because we like what they did in the 90s. I thought their stuff was from the 90s was great. Like, I know a lot of people think that they sold out, but like, you know, the way I see it, you know, I, I, I can't blame it, uh, a band or an artist that I like for going towards something that's going to make their career better. You know, like one of the artists that I really, really love um, is Tegan and Sarah. And mm-hmm. they were like indie artists for a long time. They're still not huge, but they got a lot of notoriety when they did that song with Tiesto and they started hitting more mainstream like mm-hmm. radio stations. Closer, and- is that the song? Yeah, that's definitely okay. one that's like more mainstream and, and yeah. it's totally not the sound that I learned, like that I loved from them. I love their more indie acoustic kind of sound. But like the thing is, is I can still appreciate their music and I can still be happy for the fact that they had been in the industry for 17 years and we're still touring in a van and like not making really the kind of money that I thought that they deserved. And they finally got their break. You know, they finally were able to kind of get on mainstream radio and make the money that they deserved, you know? And, you know, even though I don't personally like their later music as much as I like their earlier music, as if I'm a true fan, in my opinion, I'm happy for them. You know, do you do what's going to get you money if doing the like synth, kind of sounding pop is going to get you somewhere that's cool it's not going to be my favorite but i still love your early albums i don't think metallica (laughs) went into this thinking about money i don't think i say that i say that now that people perceive them i think i say that now but then the same band sues the pants (laughs) off everybody towards the ends of the 90s and the early 2000s because of napster starts just suing everybody right yeah i've heard heard that they sued like some cover bands for playing their stuff like you know Uh 
And, it, you know, so you, you never know. But like, I think that's how they got perceived, whether or not they did it for the money or not. I think that's why people like had a hate on was because they thought that they sold out to mm. to making money and having a more commercial sound. But, you know, like, I'm not going to begrudge anybody who's going to be able to like further their career and make something out of it. What do you think, James? Are you a Metallica fan? I'm a Metallica fan, but again, formula like like it's just they metallica is the band like that's just if i think of them it's it sounds like them Mm -hmm. and 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 when you say sounds like them you're talking about the 80s no but it's yeah yeah but but that's but that's the thing again the they're they're another band that changed the formula a little bit and people rebelled mm-hmm. like when you change when you change what works if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah but they they did pretty good with their '90s stuff though like their earlier stuff was good too but I think they did pretty good with their '90s stuff as well. I think it's a Metallica fan though. Yeah. So there definitely is a, a divide. I, I can appreciate both. But but this is also coming from a guy who fell asleep at a Metallica concert in, in Le- Vegas. In in Vegas. I know that's hilarious. But how much alcohol was consumed? I started drinking at eight in the morning and <laughs> concert price started <laughs> at eight at night. <laughs> yeah, 12 hours of drinking will do that. It's funny. That's the whole purpose of the trip, too. <laughs> so go see Metallica. Now, episode 87 was with James and our buddy Daniel Shessel when we talked about the Christian rock group Petra back in September, right? Probably the most successful Christian rock band that stayed Christian and didn't go secular, right? Yeah, like it was a great band. I loved them back in the 90s because that's where my genre was in the mm-hmm. mid to late 90s mm-hmm. and i you were very knowledgeable about them and so was dan because you guys experienced a lot of you've probably like seen them live and all that right so seen them live have all their albums yeah mm-hmm. i actually probably still can lip sync to most of their songs not karaoke lip sync <laughs> we should make a video of this Okay, episode 88 was one of Jimmy's and Kendra's favorite people, Lee Aaron. Yes. Oh, yes. I loved seeing her in concert Um, the last time that I, I seen her and I got to meet her and she's just such a cool chick. Like Very much. Uh, and I loved that interview too. She was so down to earth. and she I, was- The last time I met her, I was still living in Tabor. Yeah. That was a million years ago. Was she playing there? Or was she playing in like Lethbridge? No, she was playing in the the bar in Tabor in the Heritage mm. Inn. I think it was called Easy's back then. Or well, that's, that's probably back where you could like tour all of Canada with original music and be successful at it and people and fill the room. You know, she's so talented though. Like the one thing that I really enjoyed about seeing her live was just how great her voice is like mm-hmm. you know you listen to her on metal queen or some of like the stuff from the 90s you know um 
like some girls do like just her voice is so she's got such control over it and it's it, it mm-hmm. totally translates live as well you know you it, sometimes it wonder really, it really does like like us being like people that have been in the industry that know how to mix stuff and to and to hear someone live sing it almost exactly the same mm-hmm. as yeah as if it was on the cd or cassette or whatever genre you're from that's an artist yeah she's super talented and she's just like such a cool person i i loved meeting her and i loved that you got to have her on the show it was a great interview i i loved that that episode she's uh she's always been one of my singing idols and just the fact that she even said yes to the show really made my day so um if you guys didn't know she put out a new album this year called radio on um and it was kind of like a throwback for her it's new music but the sound was kind of a throwback for her especially for the 90s and that's why i think she was really excited to talk about the new release as well as the stuff she did in the 90s learn fucking awesome so awesome such a good episode episode 89 was about jordan knight (laughs) jordan knight of course you know like uh, you i'm impressed that it took you this long to do an episode about jordan knight and well, I'm and actually I, equally impressed that you haven't done a few by now. <laughs> I, I gotta be realistic. Not everyone wants to hear about Jordan as much as I do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, but, but your restraint says a lot. It says a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but it was a good friend of mine, Amanda, um, from No More Games Radio. Amanda Knight. She's cool. Amanda Knight. Like she's it. very cool. And she's so sweet and a good friend. And I was very happy to talk. She's had some so many cool experiences. Um with new kids in Jordan and such. So she even sang in like a contest. She can sing. You got to hear can this sing. girl. She I can could tell. Sing. I could tell from the episode where she kind of like, like did little like tidbits and I'm like, yeah. that girl could sing, you know, like- she can sing. Um, but yeah, she was talking about, she participated. Jordan did this idol contest, Jordan idol, like across like selected cities in the U S and she participated in it in New York. And uh, he just loved her. And then they, they established a friendship after that. So she had a lot of cool stories. Very, very cool you know, stories. I, I enjoyed that um, episode, especially, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I know how much you, you love new kids and you love Jordan Knight. And it was cool that you had somebody who like equally was excited to talk about, you know, him and his career. And, you know, she, she's a cool chick. I got to meet her briefly on a, a Zoom. I had jumped in. Yeah. Doing something else. And uh, she just, she seemed like really cool people, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was awesome. That, that was awesome that you got to have her on the show. And not only that, but it was our most listened to episode of the whole year. Yeah, of course yeah. it was. All the it new was kids really fans are just like diehards. I love, I love all, all our new kids army that listen to the show. I appreciate you guys so much. <laughs> episode 90 was too unlimited and it was Ray Schlinghard. I'm trying to always Schlinghard, Schlinghard. I think that's how you say it. Schlinghard. Yeah. Schlinghard. I think that's a Dutch name. Uh, he's the OG and current member of the hugest Euro dance act of all time to unlimited. So fuck, he was fun to talk to. Very cool guy. And they had just played in Calgary, like, like right after the episode aired. Oh, really? Man, that would have been like, 
awesome if you could have been able to go and see them afterwards. I was trying to swing um, an, an agreement with the nostalgia tour down there. Uh, it was the that, electric that, circus tour. That they, was the one with like like Aqua and all of that that were playing in the in the Calgary area, right? Yeah, I wanted to become a part of it because there originally was a nostalgia tour that was set to come through Edmonton, um, and it got canceled due to COVID. We were t- in talks about getting Dope Nostalgia involved with that tour. And that looked like it would have been something that could have happened. So then once the Calgary Electric Circus, much music, retro dance things coming through and it's going to Calgary, I tried to get a hold of them, but I never got a response. Shit. Yeah, that so would I, have been really cool. There was a lot of really like awesome 90s like acts oh, yeah. that played Hathaway, that. I, yeah. Um, Wickfield. Um, I, I reached S- out. S Club 7 was in that too, right? It was a tribute. Oh, a tribute. I yeah. thought a couple of the original members I thought I've seen there though. Maybe, maybe I, but I figured there'd be more hype about it if it had been the original members, but who knows? I, th- I, don't know. I, I thought so, but I could be wrong. But they were, they were going to play Calgary. So I said, Hey, let's get you on the show and we'll talk about it. And Ray was so fucking cool. That's so, awesome. Ray, Ray has a two unlimited has a podcast now too. Two unlimited talks. So if you search that, you can, you can look them up and they talk about really good times in their career and stuff. And episode 91 was Mariah Carey. Now she's too busy to talk to dope nostalgia. <laughs> you know, it's really? October. She was, so she was getting ready to come out of the ocean for Christmas time. So she was a little busy. Oh, yeah. fuck. Um, so our buddy, Kevin from NK Airplay Radio, who was a huge Mariah Carey fan, knows so much about her, came on the show to discuss the queen of Christmas and the best-selling female of all time. Yeah. She really is the queen of Christmas. You know, like that, that was a smart play on her part. The fact that like, you know, get a Christmas song out there. You're fucking rolling in the dough every single year. Every time mm-hmm. Christmas rolls around, like you have the number one Christmas hit of all time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Writes that one hit. Yeah. That one hit, I think is like paid her probably more than the rest of her hits of her career at this point. Millions. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I I I I'd be surprised if it wasn't. But she honest. has some big hits. She's got some big hits, but if you think mm-hmm. about it, if people were to say what song do they know the best by Mariah Carey, I can almost guarantee you everybody's going to be say saying her Christmas song. I I hear that song like she's had she said like some of the most number ones of all time in absolutely. comparison but but absolutely. people might not be able to necessarily name them if as you much listen to if you talk to song. like millennials or any like young kids they're not gonna yeah. know any of her stuff from her like her i don't want to fucking talk to those kids <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait i do kids reacts never mind i love them I love those kids. if you like, haven't watched our kids reacts by the way those those are fun videos to put together they're awesome i the kids are great Mm-hmm. but like arguably like you know her christmas song i think is gonna just make her career like at this point because like, her bank account yeah <laughs> but it is gonna be a big defining moment like one day when mariah carey unfortunately passes away i'm sure it'll be one of the biggest things on her eulogy would be about uh, her huge christmas song mm-hmm. but like and not to take away from her other hits because she is a phenomenal singer and like her other songs are great but you know there's a reason why the memes about her are all to do with Christmas. <laughs> um, episode 92, Kim Sims. Did you guys know about Kim Sims before? 
No, I didn't. No. Kim Sims was a dance diva. She had a hit called Too Blind to See It that made it pretty big on radio across North America. Um, man, she was fun. I think she was just like hanging out, chilling in bed while she was talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. I love when like people can just like, you know, kick back and be comfortable and, you know, just down mm-hmm. to earth. Yeah, no, she was a blast. Kim, Kim is fantastic. We went on to another episode with Quinn and Charlie from L2L, our good friends, Quinn and Charlie for episode 93, where we talked about the album, The Simpsons Sing the Blues. Oh, yes. You guys had that album? I've heard of it. I didn't have it, but yes. No, I hated The Simpsons. You what? hated The Simpsons? What? Because How did you hate The Sorry. Simpsons? Sorry. What? It's. Have you always hated The Simpsons? Yeah, from day one. Yeah? I just, like, sorry, though, it, it was a Bart thing. Like, the way he talked talked back to adults. Yeah. I was I was raised not that way, and I just you're such kind a of was turned boy. off. I love how you're such a good Christian boy in that bottle. No, it, that but it even <laughs> didn't even have to do with that. You don't look back to your parents, whether you're a Christian boy or not. I was I was taught you look back to your parents. Not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's you're putting your life in your own hands. <laughs> I yeah. never I never looked back to my parents. I I had a healthy respect for my parents, but it was always funny to watch him do it. <laughs> you're almost challenging kids or young people that are watching this show. To you're right challenge your parents to talk back to i never thought about it like that i wonder yeah, if there was a lot of parenting issues after that show came out yeah like, i, a lot I of never thought having... of it yeah i never thought of it like that either because that's you know, very possible though but then a lot of the like a lot of the shows shortly after that turned into a little bit more of uh standing up to your parents going i don't have to listen to you and like it progressed past that, at least in my perspective. I definitely, I definitely think that there is a, a point where, like, parenting has become like harder now, just because there are a lot more things that have been brought to light. Where, you know, certain behaviors of parents are are not as acceptable which i think in some cases are are rightfully so like you know the whole spanking thing that happened back in the day is not so much a thing anymore but i think it's getting to the point where like you know eliminating so many punishments when it comes to kids because now because now you have have anything that they can use i've I've seen this from kids going what are you going to do about it like, and a lot of parents are like, what am I going to do about it? What am I going to do? Because like, there's so much that they're afraid to can't. do anything. They're afraid to do anything. And even, even in the industries, like uh, being a teacher or like, you know, a daycare worker now, like there's so many limitations on, on the way that you can properly. You can't, you can't raise your, you can't raise your voice. You can't say, okay you get zero on this assignment yeah you can't give get and and you know it, it 
there is that kind of point where like where where do you draw a line because like you know if you don't do where's anything... where's the discipline where's yeah. the like yeah. where's the consequences to your actions damn bart i i knew <laughs> he was a problem from day one <laughs> it's all bart's fault <laughs> Fuck you, the bart. world the world is messed up it's bart's fault i never thought about it that way but that might have had something to do with it <laughs> eat my shorts as he would say okay episode 94 was shakespeare's sister so marcella detroit one of the members of the group was on the show she's amazing she's beautiful she uh did a song recently a new album she's done a song with elton john she told me about that um she That's told me pretty a, cool she told me she's the co-writer of eric clapton's song lay down sally oh wow she, i really? didn't know that that's pretty awesome that's pretty big so yeah she was a pleasure to talk to and uh stay was a huge hit in the 90s for uh, I lo- that's one of my favorites from back in the day um this is such a cool song it was a very interesting video too mm-hmm. yeah so i got to ask her lots of questions about that video so she yeah. kind of cleared it up for me from what i thought it was <laughs> <laughs> We go on to episode 95, which was our autumn special. That's where James and I discussed, once again, the long and short of it. Um, the year 1992, we went over the top 10. And then yeah. Kendra and I, I'm, I put her through torture again by blindfolding her. Oh, yes, blindfold <laughs> game. <laughs> and making yeah. her listen to the 2001 remake of What's Going On, the oh, Marvin God, that, classic. That one was way harder than the first time, because the first time I only had to deal with, like, the Baxter Boys and New Kids. So like, there's only, like... <laughs> so many people that i had to go through that mm-hmm. one i'm like could be anybody on that song yeah lots of distinct voices but uh, you did good it was yeah i you tried <laughs> <laughs> and episode 96 was the godfather of latin rap mellow man ace was on the show live from his car it was awesome sitting there <clears> talking <throat> to me having a cigarette um telling me about the ups and downs of making music he had um a big hit called Monterosa. Um, so that's what we had talked about a lot. And his he done some music too with his brother who is in Cypress Hill. So he was also an originating member of Cypress Hill. Oh, cool. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty awesome. That's I, cool. I love that he was like in his car. It's like, <laughs> I'm just going to chill here in my car. <laughs> I've done three interviews with people from their car. One was Mark Calderon from Color Me Bad. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, one was um, Vin Rock from Naughty by Nature <laughs> and Mellow Manny's, all from their that's, cars. That's awesome. But hey, you know, whatever, like, floats your boat, right? It was so sweet. I'm just like, I don't care where you're messaging me from. This is amazing that I'm even talking to you. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> episode 97 was a big one for Kendra because that was the Holly McNarland episode. Yeah. Join me on that it. one. Oh man, I was so excited that we got to talk um, about her. I, I I was really hoping that we could get her on the show, but like, you mm-hmm. know, I, I just, I really feel like she's one of those artists from like back in the 90s, like not everybody really got a chance to delve into. And she's been one of my favorites since back then. So I was really mm-hmm. excited that we got to do a show about her. Did you know much about Harley, Holly McNarland, James? No. Oh, she's so good. She's so good. And she's, she's Canadian, which is even better. <laughs> I think she had a song on Big Shiny Tunes. She did. It was uh, Numb. Uh, Numb, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Her two big, big hits one. were Numb and Elmo. Those were the big ones that, well, most people would know. I like Elmo. That's my favorite one. Elmo's such a great one. I, like, honestly, that whole album is like stellar. 
Oh, yes. So check out Holly McDarland if you haven't heard of her. Um, episode 98, Morrissey, was a very controversial one. <laughs> um, that was the most, I wouldn't say hate mail, but people telling me like one person was just like, oh, you guys are just more leftist bullshit. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> okay. So my guest was Mike Butler. He's the host and producer of a podcast about etymology, which is the study of words and their meanings and origins. So his podcast is called Get the Word. So not only did we go over the history of the word nostalgia, which actually has darker undertones than what I thought, <laughs> um, we talked about Morrissey and Morrissey can be quite a polarizing figure to people because he's very controversial. Um, he supports a lot of like strong right, rightist stuff in the UK. Okay. Yeah, I had no idea. So I wouldn't have even known. <laughs> I had one person send me an email of, that was like kind of like to make me understand what was good about Morrissey and how he thinks that all the shit that we were saying was just like blown out of proportion and it wasn't really that bad. But I'm like, I thought about playing his email on the show, but I thought I don't want anyone to think I'm taking his side or his stance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's better just to leave it in the past, I think. Well, especially because like, like the show is not, really focused on people's political views you know it's all about nope. like you know music right so there, i don't think that there would have been a point to put it on in that sense unless you want to get into the controversy type of thing but you know but the, the thing That's is it. though with the fact that you had you had a little bit of hate uh, like mm -hmm. from these people that's actually a good thing that means that you're not just like a milk toast show you're mm -hmm. you're you're bringing in all kinds of people. If you're not getting a little bit of hate, you're not talking to enough people. Like That's, you're not getting yeah. like, like, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's actually like, you know, myself being in radio for as long as I have, we get hate all the time. You know how many times we have people text in and go, we're never calling. We're never listening to your show again. You guys are a bunch of jackasses. And, <laughs> and, and then next week we get a message from the same person. Oh, I'm, I'm not listening to you anymore. Like, yeah, you are. Like, You're still, but yeah, listening. they're still there. <laughs> and they're still there. Cause you also have to remember some people love to be angry. People they thrive answer. on that feeling sometimes. They but, love you know, the drama. It's true. But you know what? Like, you know, James is kind of right with that. Like, you know, the fact that you are getting some people that are kind of, you know, not necessarily agreeing with everything means that you have people talking, right? Mm -hmm. and yeah. And you're... It is kind of a part of kind of making it further. You're going to get those people are, aren't going to agree with you. Like mm -hmm. anybody who's in the spotlight, they got those people that are, you know, th the people out there that are going to absolutely love them and the people that are probably going to hate them too. <laughs> so what I have to say to that is if you guys have a comment and you didn't like something on the show, to give us a call at 780-851-8785 and leave Do your it. voicemail and I might play it. Even if I don't agree with it, I might play it because it's coming from your mouth, not mine. Right. <laughs> and especially if it's something you don't like about Colin. Colin. Yeah, yeah Colin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> call in if you don't like Colin. <laughs> Shit. Colin's done nothing to deserve this. He did it's yesterday. Oh, true. Oh. Or today or an hour ago. Oh, yeah. He Whatever. <laughs> what I'm gonna be honest. It? Let's be honest How with much the people. Drank? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with the people. We we're doing this whole thing split into two days because uh, I was we were drinking the last the last half of this episode and I forgot to press record. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did almost half the episode. 
without <laughs> recording it. So here we're we back. are. So here we are. Oh, you, you wouldn't have known if we hadn't told you. I might edit that out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just see. Being, Episode- being honest. Being honest is the key, though. It is. I want people to know how I fuck up all the time. Episode 99, George Lamond. George Lamond is the king of freestyle. Freestyle is a big genre um, that was popular in the 90s. Um, it's like Latin dance um, rhythm, rhythm music. So oh, it's cool. like it was kind of originated out of the Bronx area of New York and grew from there. And it's a really community based genre of music. So a lot of the um, <clears throat> freestyle artists tour together and they're all pretty close. And uh, he taught me a lot about that community. And he's fantastic. He was super nice. I th- I thought freestyle was was like Eminem back in the day, like the oh that's freestyle rap. rap. I see what you're oh, saying. Oh, that's different. Okay, that's rapping off the cuff, like rapping right off the brain yeah. without yeah, lyrics written. With, spot, and without yeah. without music or yeah. And freestyle genre is just a little bit different. <clears throat> but I'll play you sample one day, maybe. I love that stuff. Episode one hundred. Brother Kane, uh, you guys ever heard the song "In Fool Shine On"? I don't. I don't know if I have. I don't. Sounds familiar. Okay. Well, sounds familiar to me. Their vocalist and guitarist Damon Johnson was our guest on our hundredth episode, and he's actually been really active, still playing with uh, really big names like Alice Cooper. He plays guitar for Thin Lizzy as well as Leonard Skinner currently. So wow. He's doing pretty good. That's a good resume. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> that's, I wouldn't laugh at that resume. <laughs> it's good. It's very good. Episode 101 was Natural Selection, which was one of my favorite interviews because Natural Selection had a huge hit called Do Anything. Um, it was number two on the Billboard Hot 100 with Mariah Carey not moving out of the way to let them have a number one. <laughs> <laughs> of course, leave it to Mariah Carey. Leave it to Mariah to take over the chart. Um, Frederick Thomas was our guest, and this was his first interview in years. So he was really excited and excited to talk to. Plus, he he sent me so much music, and we still like keep in touch. Like he's a really cool guy. So he also went over telling me um, what Prince thought of the big song because some people had compared the song to Prince as well. He the girl who sings who sang on this song, she was signed to Prince's label. Oh, wow. So, so that's, pretty, that's pretty cool. Being yeah. in like close proximity to Prince at all, I think is just yeah, <laughs> definitely that's something that you cool. want to be excited about. <laughs> Absolutely. Episode 102, the Sears Christmas wish book. That's where Colin and James, that's like Colin James. I've never thought about that. Colin James. and James <laughs> got together with me to talk about the best toys we got at Christmas from Wishbook or the toys that we wanted, but we never got. And there were some really sweet, sweet toy memories in that. Yeah. I. It's, it's interesting I, going back and looking in, like, because I was looking at some of the old Sears catalogs online and that's, uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> some of the stuff they had in there. And remembering some of the toys that we had past tense had that mm-hmm. we wish we still had by this day like with moves and the fact that i have a brother and <laughs> we talked a lot about your brother and yeah therapy that might be it needed. was it was it was a it was a very therapist driven show <laughs> jimmy let let out all the demons on that show <laughs> and 
We learned a and, lot about our, our lives now from our past with our toys. And this the, is why we are the way we are. <laughs> with with you and Colin being an only child and getting whatever he wanted. Yes. Wanted, I found that know. really interesting. <laughs> he had some cool, sweet toys because he's just an only child. <laughs> I do like and, out because there's and, no, no one to split through like the toys. And I'm one of four and the mm-hmm. oldest. So, of course, the youngest get the you know, whatever they want. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, well, it was cool, too, because I learned a lot about the boys' toys. Um, I talk mostly about dolls. <laughs> but the guys had like the guys had some cool stuff, like the biggest cool one that we talked about, I thought was the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. Yeah. And how big it was. This thing was no fucking around the size of this thing. No. See, it and that's huge. the kind of toy I probably would have gravitated towards. I was so not into dolls. Mm. <laughs> I was and, into trolls. Mm-hmm. And me, this was a unisex toy anyway, wasn't it? And me remembering my uh, my favorite back then was the first video game, and it was basically it was Merlin. So it was like uh, oh, yeah. I got to play tic tac toe and follow follow the bounce and like follow uh, follow the button. And yeah. all that kind of stuff, memory games. Yeah, and Kendra, that was a was vi- like, and that was a video game back then. It was like a Merlin. Big, it looked like a big red flip phone type deal. But yeah, it had like yeah. all these buttons that lit up and made tones and stuff. Yeah, it's so cool. Like some of the toys that they had back in the day, like that seemed so advanced back then, but are like kind of goofy looking now. <laughs> but but I mean, also I look at that now and go, how boring. But but also you look at you look at that and and we talked about it on that episode was mine got broken and I learned how to fix it myself. You can't fix half this. Like if you have something break on some of these new toys now, mm-hmm. you know, you need a engineering degree to fix it. Like, whereas back then you just needed like electrical tape and yeah. wire strippers yeah. or whatever. Time or solder change. gun. Can't do that no more. Can't even fix a car anymore with all the electronics in it. I know. It's just a giant computer now. Episode 103, Joey McIntyre, DJ Cyberdoll, a.k.a. that Wahlburgers chick. She uh, is my guest as we reminisce about uh, Joey McIntyre's solo debut in 1999. Um, nice. First thing he did out outside of New Kids. So that was really cool. Um, talked a bit about his son, Griffin, who's been on TV. and He is and adorable. Now. Uh, I like seeing so him in that one uh, music video that you showed me, uh, the boys in the band. Yeah. And he, he's got a cameo in that he's in the classroom and he's just like, he's so, he's such a cutie. I'm like mm-hmm. that, that kid is definitely made for like doing something on TV. Cause he's just adorable. He was in the Netflix show with um, what's her name. She was on American Idol, Kate or something, whatever. Catherine McPhee called uh, country comfort. Oh. It, was, it only lasted one season, but uh, Griffin's on for good things. He's going to be in acting and dramas and all of that. It'll be good. That's awesome. Yes. Well, in episode 104 was Romy Snoyers. She uh, was coming to me from Spain, originally um, Dutch, because she's considered the voice of Holland. She does a bunch of voiceover work in many popular video games. So not just stuff uh, in, in Europe, but she does a lot of that here for here, too. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So at one point she was part of two unlimited when two unlimited came out in like a 2.0 version with two new people in it. So it was for a short lived time. I think it was only one album. Um, And the person who had put that project together 
His name is Frank Farian, and he's the same person who put together um, Millie Vanilli. Oh, cool. Oh, really? She can sing. <laughs> she sings for real. Um, unlike Millie Vanilli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. James and I also did another uh, um, one of our the long and short of it for that chart year 1993 on that episode too, which he barely would probably remembers doing because we were drinking. <laughs> Are we yeah, always drinking when we're doing this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think there's that was a, a thing. There's a lot of drinking when the three of us are together doing podcasting. It's fun. We it's relax. True. Yeah. Have a good time. Okay. You uh, have to have drink to have fun. Oh my God. The first time that I was ever on the show, uh, like half of the podcast was us trying to open this beer that we got. Remember? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was like an hour and a half later, and we finally got it open. It had like this wax seal around it we couldn't get into. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was supposed to be wax. It was more like a hard plastic. Episode one hundred and five is about the InSync member JC Chazé. Hashtag justice for JC. I have a very strong <laughs> feeling about how JC should have been really much more famous in his solo career and more successful than he was. So my guest is Annika from the YouTube channel, the JC Chazé Archive, where she highlights a lot of the solo work he put out that never got released because the record label just did not put the same support behind him that they did behind Justin Timberlake. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, and we've definitely had our discussions on this before because, like, uh, you you're very strong on your stance with JC, and like I totally JC's more talented in my opinion. Um, I wouldn't well, say as a singer more talented. as a singer. Um, as a vocalist, I think it's it's really hard to compare though because the thing is, is they're not between, and we're talking about him and Justin. Yeah. Um, you can't really compare them because they they don't sound anything alike. Right. And that's mm-hmm. the thing is, um, I think on, on a technical term, sure. I think JC has uh, technically some better chops in, in some aspects, but like, I think the reason why Justin's made it a lot further and, and we've said this before is he's got an incredibly distinct voice. So sometimes that just trumps technical ability because you can listen to him for two seconds and know it's him. Yeah. But uh, I won't it, dispute it, that. Shouldn't, it, it shouldn't take away from JC, but I think that's the only the only reason why he probably just didn't get the support. They should have both been successful. Then I would have been happy. <laughs> but that's not life. Yeah. yeah, life's not fair. I think JC's happy doing what he does now, though. So it's always good is, to be happy really uh, doing what you're doing. For sure. As long as he's happy, that's what matters. And the last episode before this one is uh, episode 106 featuring Canadian country music artist Dwayne Steele. And he lives right here in our province of Alberta in Red Deer. Yeah. Oh, not far oh, at all. Wow. Yeah. Um, so Dwayne, he's been very creative during the pandemic. He's put out lots of cool music. And one song you might remember from him was a duet he did with another Canadian country musician, Lisa Brokoff. Two Names on an Overpass is the name of the song that uh, they had. Okay, I remember that song. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. like uh, Lisa Brokoff too. She's got a lovely voice too. Yeah, so that's yes. pretty cool. cool. He's got. A- I oh. met her a billion and a half years ago. Oh really? That's cool. That was back before I drank. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? That's why he remembers. Yes. That's how I remember. <laughs> Well, the year that we had was even better than the first. And it's just amazing that we made it to two years and still no, no stopping. 
I'm really enjoying this ride. And I want to thank everybody who listens on a regular basis from the bottom of my heart for being part of the whole ride. And especially those Patreon subscribers too, that really helps keep the show going. I have to say something, Naomi, I'm so proud of you and how we're, where you've brought this show in the last two years and the number of people that you've had and, and some reoccurring, some reoccurring uh, talent that you've had on this podcast and like who you've had. And I'm proud of where you are. And I look forward to seeing where you are next year, this time. And some of the people that you get on your show, I'm so, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. That means a lot coming from you. I'm so, I'm so excited and proud of you too. And, I, I just, you know, I'm always happy to be a part of it because I'm, I, like I said all the time, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the show and, Mm. you know, the fact that I get to be a part of it is even better. And, you know, it's a blast having you on every time. It's always (laughs) good. Always good. I love listening. I love being on it. And everybody call, call in and tell us how much you love the show too. Or how much you love Colin. Yeah. Or how much you you hate Colin. Or how much you hate. And the number is. 780-851-8785. 780-851-8785. You can contact us anytime. Um, I want a big, a big, big, big thanks to James, Kendra, Colin for always being willing and able to come and help me and do a show with me whenever I ask. We have a great time together. So thank you so much. And for all the people who've done voiceover work, like Fact Check and Charity has helped out. Andrew Scott has helped out. Um, Colin, or I said Colin already. <laughs> Quinn and Charlie and uh, Scott and Jay and all these other people who've done voiceover stuff for me. I really appreciate it. So yeah. Woo-hoo. Cheers to all of y'all. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers to, the third to 10 year. more years. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you follow us on Twitter at Nostalgia Dope, Instagram at Dope underscore Nostalgia. Visit our website at www.dopenostalgia.com or pick up the phone and call us at 780-851-8785 and cut it out. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work. Jimmy picked me up when I was drunk. He picked me up when we were drunk the one time.